Merry Christmas, everyone, from my family to your family, wherever you are now. We want to say thank you for joining us today at Christ Fellowship Online, CF Online. Uh, so whatever you're doing, maybe you're drinking some hot chocolate. Uh, I have my cafecito with me. Or perhaps you're eating some lechon from your cajachina. Whatever you're doing now, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Once again, Merry Christmas to you and to your family. And so I want to share a short message with you. If you have your Bibles, you can open them up to the book of Isaiah. It's in the Old Testament. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry. All the verses will come up on the screen. Here's what the Word of God says in Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, as a little boy, there is this one toy that I so wanted for Christmas. I wanted so bad. I wanted, I was eager uh, to receive that from my parents. And it was the Nintendo. How many of you remember the Nintendo? Yeah, you've probably played it as a child. And I so wanted it. And finally, my parents gave it to me one Christmas. But my middle child, Nathan, I have three children. My five-year-old middle child, Nathan, two years ago, he loves trains. And when we went to Disney two years ago, he wanted the Christmas Disney train. He was asking for it. He kept on begging us, Papi, Mommy, please get us that Christmas train. So obviously, we had to get him the Christmas train. And I remember two years ago, in this living room right here, he opened up the box and got his Christmas train. And so he began to set up the tracks. He began to put it together. And we realized that that toy did not include batteries. And so we needed four batteries so that the train, his brand new train, can work so that it can function. Now, you know, every time that you need batteries, you never can find them. And when you don't need them, they're all over the place. And so I didn't have enough batteries so the train can function. So I had to go to Publix, come back, put the batteries on, and finally the train was able to work. But that reminded me of something, and something that I have learned as a parent. Every toy that you buy, there are two different types of toys. Some toys, the batteries are included. Other toys, the batteries are not included. They're sold separately. And here's the thing, that new Christmas Disney train, even though it was brand new, it doesn't matter how much it costs, it doesn't matter that it was new, if it doesn't have all the batteries, guess what? It doesn't work, it doesn't function. It doesn't matter how much money you spent and it doesn't matter how new the toy is. Now, why do I share that story with you uh, today? Because here's what I want you to know. Some gifts that you give your children, some toys come with batteries and others do not come with batteries. And those that do not come with batteries are not complete until you buy them. But here's what I want to share with you today. That the gift that God gives us, the greatest present that God gives humanity, that God gives us through his son Jesus 
is unlike this toy, but rather the gift that God gives us through Jesus Christ, his son, includes everything. In other words, his grace through Jesus includes everything we need in life. Now, you might be thinking, Pastor Carlos, I'm joining you guys for the first time, or I've been listening for some time, but but what do you mean that God's gift includes everything? What, what does that even mean? Well, we're going to find out today. I'm going to share just two uh, points so that you can write them down there, wherever you are. Take out your journal, take out your iPad, your iPhone, go to our app, Christ Fellowship app. And here's what I want you to write down as the first point. God's greatest present, right, through his son Jesus, gives us what? It saves you. It saves you. In fact, going back to that passage in Isaiah 7, 14, here's what the word of God says. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, let me just set up the the teaching. Let me just give you some context to set up the teaching for today. Because the prophet Isaiah is giving this prophecy to King Ahaz 730 years, about 730 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And when he gives this prophecy to King Ahaz, King Ahaz was going through a very difficult season. See, King Ahaz was the king of Judah. And in that time, Israel was split into two different kingdoms, the northern kingdom, Israel, and the southern kingdom, Judah. And when the prophet Isaiah gives this prophecy, King Ahaz and the, and the kingdom of Judah is about to be attacked by two of their enemies. And so he is going through the emotions and the anxiety of perhaps losing the kingdom and perhaps even losing his life. But then the prophet of God gives him a sign of hope. And he says, God is going to send a savior, Emmanuel, God with us through a virgin. God is going to give you a sign. He gives them a sign of hope in a very hopeless situation. And so Isaiah prophesies that over 700 years before the birth of Christ. And then I want to take us to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, because we know, many of you may know, that first the angel of the Lord appears to Mary. Later on, he would appear to Joseph, who is Mary's husband. And here's what the word of God says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, they had not been married yet, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just and willing and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. What is it that God came down to do? 
He came to save us from our sins. God came into our situation. He came into our messy world, into all the problems that we have to deal with. Over 2,000 years ago, he was born in a manger so that when we receive that gift, he saves us from every single sin, our past, present, and future sins. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 3, for all, not a few, not some, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified. In other words, are made right by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now, some of you may be thinking, Pastor Carlos, what do you mean I'm a sinner? What do you mean about all the sin stuff? I, I'm a good person. I try my best to be a good husband. I try my best to be a good wife. Uh, I'm a good citizen. I pay my taxes. I vote. I'm a good employee. I work hard for my company. I'm a good business owner. I'm a good student. What do you mean I'm a sinner? I'm not a sinner. Well, there where you are, I want us to, I want to ask you some diagnostic questions as a litmus test for all of us. Whether you're sitting in your living room or enjoying a meal, I want to ask us these three questions. Have you ever cheated on a test, on a, an exam in school? Maybe you haven't been in school for over 20 or 30 years, but think about the time that you were in college, going through grad school, or in high school or middle school. Did you ever cheat on a test? And if the answer is yes, guess what? You're a sinner because you have broken the rules of that institution, of that college, of that school. Maybe you're like, Carlos, I, I never cheated out on tests. I was that kid that everyone was trying to cheat from uh, and I would block my paper, but I never cheated on a test. Well, let me ask you another question. Have you ever driven past the speed limit. In other words, you're in a hurry and you're trying to make it before Dayland Mall closes because you're doing last minute Christmas shopping or you're trying to make it to the falls and you go on US-1 and the speed limit is 45 miles, but you're driving 54 miles. Or maybe you're on your way to Dolphin Mall and you're on the Turnpike or Palmetto and the speed limit on the turnpike, it's 70 miles, and you're driving 81 miles an hour. If that is you, if you answered yes, then guess what? You're a sinner. Why? Because you're breaking the law, and that makes you a sinner. But maybe you're like, Carlos, Carlos, I haven't done any of those things. I answered no. Have you ever told a lie? Even if it's a white lie. The telemarketer called you and said, are you busy right now? And you tell them, no, I, I am, I'm busy, I'm working right now. I'm in my office, I'll call you later. And you're just watching SportsCenter, or you're on Instagram, or you're texting a friend and you're not busy. And you're not gonna call them back. You just told a lie. And if you say no to all these things, you're lying. 
which makes us a sinner. You see, you and I, we are all sinful. We all sin because we're born with a sinful nature. But here's the beauty of the Christmas story. And this is what makes God's gift to us so amazing that God being God sent his son, his only son, the the perfect sinless savior to save imperfect sinful people. I want to say that again because Jesus Christ loves you so much. God's gift to us loves you so much that God sent his son, the perfect sinless savior to die for imperfect sinful people just like you and I. And when we receive that gift of salvation, not only does he save us, but here's the next point that I want you to write down. He sustains us. He sustains you. Not only does God save you from all your sins, he sustains you in all your troubles. Here's what I love. When the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, look at what the Bible says in verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The angel of the Lord was reiterating the prophecy said over 700 years from prophet Isaiah. And he is telling him, God is with you. You see, the moment that you trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the moment that you give your life to Christ by faith, the moment that you repent from your sins, in that very moment, God's presence is with you. And here's what I love. You see, the God of the Bible is not this God, it's not this deity who is far away, distant, uninterested in humanity, but rather the God that we read in the Bible is a God who desires a personal and intimate relationship with you. In fact, in Genesis chapter 3, in the beginning of the Bible, we read about Adam and Eve. And the Bible says in Genesis 3, 8, that, that God would walk in the garden with Adam and Eve. In other words, that means that he was close to his creation, that he was intimate with his creation. In Exodus, the second book of the Bible, the Bible says in Exodus 14, verse 19, the Lord is before us and the Lord is behind us. And then when God makes the announcement through the angel of the Lord, he tells Joseph, do not fear, do not be afraid because God is with us. Emmanuel, because of the birth of Jesus, because of the gift that God gives us, we can, be, we can experience salvation from our sins. He saves you and he sustains you. God is with you and God is for you. If you're a child of God, in every season of your life, whether an incredible season or a difficult season, not only is God with you, but God is for you. In fact, look at what the Bible says in Romans 8, 31. The apostle Paul writes the following. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. If God is for you, 
who can be against you? You know, my wife and I, we have been blessed to have three children. And I remember in my wife's, Shawnee's last pregnancy with our daughter, Everly, which happened two years ago. Uh, my wife had to go through C-section and she had to go through that for all of her pregnancies. And I remember when she was on that bed at Baptist Hospital, going through some pain, going through, you know, some struggle and challenges. I remember I was trying to serve her and I felt inadequate. And I told my wife, babe, babe, what, what can I do to, for you? How can, how can I serve you? What do you need? Do you need me to call the doctor? Do you need me to get you food? Uh, do you need me to call a nurse? Do you need me to do, what do you need me to do? And I remember something that my wife told me that I will never forget. And she said, babe, at this moment, I don't need you to do anything. All I need you to do is for you to be present. All I need from you in this moment is your presence. I don't need you to get me food. I don't need you to call the doctor. I just need your presence. I need to know that you're near me, that you're with me, that you're for me. You know, in the COVID season, I've, I know some people that have gone through COVID in our church and some family and friends. And I know that the symptoms, the physical symptoms are very difficult to deal with. The chest pain, the difficult in breathing, the body aches, the fever, the ex being exhausted because of the virus. All those symptoms are very difficult to deal with, but there is something that every single person has told, my, told me, my wife and I, when they go through COVID. That the most difficult thing about COVID, about this virus, is not so much the physical symptoms, but rather the most difficult thing is being in isolation. Because the moment that you get this virus, you're away from the presence of your wife, of your husband, of your children, of your family, of your friends, of your coworkers, of your boyfriend, girlfriend, and you're isolated for seven days, even 14 days. And oftentimes the isolation, what people tell me, has been the most difficult, challenging thing. Can I remind every single one of us today that because of the gift that God gives us, the greatest gift through Jesus Christ, he saves you and sustains you and he is with you and he is for you. If you're a son, if you're a daughter of God, perhaps this year, this Christmas season, there is someone who is not gonna be with you around the Christmas tree. Perhaps a family member is not gonna be with you around the Christmas tree. Perhaps your spouse is not gonna be with you around the Christmas tree. Perhaps a friend is not gonna be with you this Christmas season. But here's what I want to remind you today. Because of the greatest gift through Jesus, God is with you and God is for you. Maybe when you gather around the Christmas tree this year, perhaps you feel lonely or afraid about the future. Maybe you lost your job through this season. And when you gather around the Christmas tree, you're not thinking about the birth of Jesus, but rather you're thinking about 
What job do I need to apply to next? What do, what do I do with my life? Do I need to move to another city? What am I going to do with my family? What am I going to do with my children? How am I going to pay the bills? I want to remind you, because God is with us, because of Emmanuel, God is with you and God is for you. Or perhaps as you gather around the Christmas tree, there are some emotions of depression or worry or anxiety or feelings of feeling lonely. If you're a child of God, God is with you and God is for you. But now the question is, the question that I want to ask you today, have you experienced the greatest gift that includes everything? Have you experienced the joy that comes from the salvation through Jesus? And if the question, if the answer is no, today, my friend, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, but today you have an opportunity to make that decision. So if you're making that decision today, you can repeat the same exact words. It's not the prayer that saves you, but rather the condition of your heart. And God wants your heart. He wants your life. So there where you are, you can close your eyes, you can bow your head, and you can repeat right after me. Father God, I come before you and I recognize that I am a sinner in need of saving. I believe, Jesus, that you died for my sins and you resurrected from the grave. I recognize my sins and I repent for my sins today. I ask you to be my Lord, be my Savior, be my best friend, be my everything. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of salvation which saves me and sustains me. Come into my life today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, if you said that prayer, if you made that decision, I am celebrating with you and we're cheering you on. And so here's what I want to do. I want to know who you are. We want to celebrate with you. We want to pray for you. So I want you to text the word CF Miami all together to the number 313131. Text the word CF Miami to the number 31. 3131. 31. Well, I love you. God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas once again. And if I don't see you, a Happy New Year.